Welcome to Visma Ski Classics podcast, Livigno to Levy. Visma Ski Classics is the long distance ski championships with 12 pro tour events and 35 pro teams, bringing professional and recreational skiers together. We will analyze the events on the tour, portray the legends of the sport, and help you to become a better skier. Hello, folks. Once again, this is Livigno to Levy podcast, our special episode as we are co- going to recap Marcha Longa. What an exciting race uh, it was today. I'm your host, Teemu Virtanen, and my special guest is the current reigning champion, the queen of long distance skiing and Visma Ski Classics, Britta Johansson Nugren, who didn't race today as she is at home recovering from those injuries that she got at La Diagonela earlier this season. Hi, Britta, how are you doing? And welcome to our podcast. Hi, thank you. Yeah, I think I'm recovering well. So uh, I think I'm happy to <laughs> with that. But it, of course, it's uh, kind of hard to be home when you're and watch the race. Mashalonga is uh, it's a fantastic race and uh, I really wanted to be there. two races is the first races I've missed in Ski Classic, so it's a, it's a really new situation and I hope I can handle it really good and be, be back soon and uh, hopefully fighting with other girls in the top. Speaking of that, I mean, as you said, this is really kind of a special occasion uh, since you haven't really missed a race except now, these two races. So how are you really coping with that? And has has it even hit you yet that, hey, I'm not there. I'm actually out of the game. Yeah, it was uh, really, really hard uh, uh, after La Degonella when you realize that it will take it will take a long time before I'm in skis again. And uh, yeah, from the beginning it's, it's really hard. Then I just try to focus, to have a, think a new goal and just go home and work hard. So you don't try every weekend to, maybe I can be on the starting line and you, you can't really train hard, but you're trying to compete. So I said, I will go home and I will go really, training really hard for Vasaloppet. So now it feels okay. I'm uh, training hard. So yeah, I think I'm kind, kind of preparing good for Vasaloppet. When you say training hard, it uh, possibly means that you've been on skis. No, I'm only training uh, inside. So uh, it's a lot of skiing and strength training. But hopefully I can be on skis next week. I hope so. It's really cold here in Sweden right now. It's minus 20 and uh, I hope it can be <laughs> a, little bit, a little bit warmer and then I can go out. Yeah, you shouldn't go out again, you know. It's uh, the cold weather, it doesn't suit you too well. Too well. No, I, I have to realize that I, I'm not so good at uh, skiing in cold. Uh, speaking of Vasalopet, uh, Andreas Nigod mentioned that uh, uh, on our podcast last weekend that that is his goal and he's trying to recover that. And now you just uh, reveal that that is also your goal, uh, Vasalopet. You won't be able to uh, defend your title, you know, the champion title, because you are missing too many races. How do you how how do you kind of feel about that? And are you accepting the fact then that you know that's that's just the 
what it is this time around. Yeah, it is what it is. But on the same, it's really hard and I'm kind of feeling sad I'm not can have that goal. But on the other hand, it's um, it can also be really hard that you always have to be good every weekend. And the last five years I have been on every race, raced, uh, I have great races almost every weekend. So then you can not really prepare for the for the last races of the season. So hopefully this uh, can be a little bit different this year, I hope. So I can be stronger in Vasaloppet and Birken than ever before. That's actually kind of interesting just uh, yeah, thinking about it, uh, as you said, uh, you've always been there, always kind of a something that you everyone, everybody can count on. You always perform well. You never get sick, and you didn't actually get sick this time around either. But you just got uh, those frostbites. Uh, but now, is it kind of hitting you that wait a minute? It's, a, it's been so much pressure on on me, on me, just kind of focusing on the race after race, being kind of the number one every single time. Yeah, of course, it is a lot of pressure. And uh, I think right now it's really hard. But when uh, when it's over, now Masalonga is over and uh, and I can feel kind of relief that you can go, I can focus on Vasalopet and I can focus on winning the race, not thinking so much that I have to collect points in the Sprint Cup and in the... Climb point, take climb points, and be at least top six in the finish. So I think it can be. Um, for me, it will be be fun to race the the last race of the season. Since you don't need to worry about the yellow bib anymore, and you can focus on Vasalop and winning there, you know maybe Birken as well. Who do you think is going to win? Is it going to be Lena? Lena's really strong now. Yeah, Lena is really strong, and uh, she's really strong when it came to. Yeserska and Vasaloppet and Levi. Maybe she's not that strong in Birken and uh, Reista, but I think uh, it's looked like she's really, yeah, she's good this year. I think she will be, be able to take it all the way. And then what's going on with Astrid Öreslind? Have you talked to her? Because, of course, before the season started, she was one of the, the favorites to, uh, to fight against you and, and, and the other girls. But right now it's Emilia Fleten from Team Goteng. It's the number one star there. Yeah, I heard that uh, Astrid had some problems the last two months. And uh, before this weekend, she, she said, oh, I think it feels a little bit better, but... <laughs> Uh, today she had uh, another hard day, so I feel really bad for her, and I hope she can turn it around, go home, and uh, start the season, yeah, right, uh, over again, and uh, be really good in the end. I hope so. I think she needs uh, she needs that for ne- next year. Of course she does. But now. Let's start talking about today's race, much longer, the le- legendary race, uh, 50 years of history. Um, and uh, on, the, on the live broadcast, I actually went through the, some of the history and the, the winners and so forth. We are not going to do that this time around. But today's race, um, when just by watching it, is there any like overall generic comments you want to kind of spit out before we uh, start evaluating there? Those two races, men and women. Marcelonga is a is a fantastic race. It's always really special. It's the first real, the first one of the big ones 
for the season. So I think everyone is a little bit more ready and nervous before the start. And everyone wants to, especially this year when you have the Grand Slam, uh, everyone wants to win the first. So yeah, it was uh, really exciting to watch the race, I think. And they had, I think they had uh, kind of challenging tracks today or conditions because it was uh, a lot of snow sometimes and uh, a little bit wet in the end so it's uh, um, a lot of things could happen during the race do you think that uh, uh, those type of conditions could have suited you well being a strong skier uh, yeah you always think that when you're home <laughs> you think you will be strong uh, I don't know much longer is a race that uh, suits me well I've been it's a victory for three times, so I like it. And but it's really hard. Yeah, much longer the, the last uphill, and uh, it's mentally kind of tough because you are. I have been in the same position, like uh, Fleten and uh, Lina. For today, we are were two. Smutna and I had a lot of fights there, and uh, it's kind of special when you are two people up in the last hill and you. You can be the, the take the victory, or you're the first loser. So it's uh, that's uh, it's it's hard, but that makes uh, the victory even uh, even better. You mentioned the Grand uh, Classics, which is a new initiative within Wisma uh, Ski Classics. Four races more prestigious than the others, uh, the big ones, as you mentioned, the legendary races. Uh, this one, Machalonga, was the first one. Then the next one is, uh, of course, Iseska Perezatka uh, in the Czech Republic two weeks from now. Then Vasa Lopet, the king of the ski races. And finally, Birkebeiner Rennet. Uh, what do you think about this? This the, the, These four, uh, three races, uh, four races, sorry, uh, have a bit of a special sort of a, a meaning and uh, you get more points by winning the race and of course if you win all four within the same year you get a lot of money hundred thousand yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i think it's really good they are a little bit special these races so i think it's it's good that we have them uh, a little bit higher than the others so of course for m most of us vasalopet is the biggest one but then Birken and Masalonga and Yuserska, they are it's something special with them. So I think it's uh, it's really good. You have more points and you can if you can take all four, then you have a fantastic season and you I think you earn that money well. Can you really do that? I mean, because these races so, are so different. Machalonga 70k course is very different from Yuserska, which is a 50k race, then Vasalopet, long 90k race, not really that tough in terms of the course. Then Birken. 53 kilometers, but really a heavy course, a tough one. Very different races from each other. It's not, it's not an easy feat to win all four. No, definitely not. I think you can do, you can win all four of them. I'm pretty sure of that, but it's not so easy to do it uh, in the same year because <laughs> you have to be in good shape for a really long time from now and to Birken, that's a long time. So, and of course you need to have great skis every weekend and so it's um uh, it's i don't think every, anyone will do it but i uh, yeah it's, it's it's fun to see 
And of course, Emil Persson and Lena Koskren are now shooting for that goal. They are the winners uh, of today's Marcha Longa. And now they need to win three more races before they can get that. And if it happens that both of them actually achieve this goal, then the prize money, the 100,000 euros, will be split between uh, these two winners. But there's still a long way to go for them. But let's take a look at the results. The men first, uh, as they started earlier than women. This is something I want to ask you about then. Uh, but first, the results. Uh, ten best skiers, Emil Parson was the winner. Then Turas de Yedalen, second, and Ermil Vokuev, really tight fight there. Uh, third, Oscar Kadin, fourth, Peter Eliasen, fifth, Stian Hölgard, sixth, Markus Johansson, seventh, a good race from him, uh, slowly returning to uh, to uh, the form that he's been in in the past. Uh, Runa Skalk-Mathiesen, really good race from him as well. Eighth, Mortenede Pedersen, uh, who won the Visma Ski Classic, Visma uh, Skier of the Day award as he really had to fight harder and he broke his pole and uh, binding and so forth, but he was able to climb up. He was ninth and Maxim Vileksanin, tenth. So those are the 10 best skiers in the... Uh, Men's race, and then, of course, the women. The winner, uh, Lina Koskren, Emilie Fleten, and Ida Dahl. Really, really tight fight there, particularly between Emilie and Lina. Uh, tight, tight. Uh, uh, Emilie pushed really hard on, uh, on the last Cascada Hill climb. And then Jenny Larsson, good race from her and return to form. Fourth, uh, Olga Tsareva. Fifth, Elin Moulin, your teammate. Sixth, you're pr probably happy about this, of course. Sixth, and then seventh, uh, Sophie Elebru. Then Roxanne Lagroy. Eighth, uh, Maria Krefnings. Ninth, and Anastasia Rugalina from Russian winter team. So those are the uh, results of 10 best skiers, both in the men's and the women's categories or the races. Let's start going through the race point by point. And as I said, men started five minutes before the women, which is a bit of an unusual. So this time around, the women couldn't really wait for the men at all. Yeah, I think it's... Uh... Um, it is good which we are having our own race this time. I think it was a little bit problem when the when the girls catch up with uh, the last one in the men's field. So uh, it's it's the same problem, but on the other on the other way. But I hope it uh, I hope it was no problem, and we maybe we can hear with Lina what she says about that. But uh, I think it's a, it can be a good. Uh, Good idea to have the start five minutes after. Okay, and we'll uh, get to talk to Lena pretty soon, the today's uh, winner. After that, of course, the first part of the uh, race from Moena all the way to, to Kanase, the first 17K. It's quite a tough, a tough course uh, on that part. Uh, and you've done it so many times, but how would you kind of describe that section of the yeah, course? Yeah, it's more uphill than, uh, than you see uh, on TV. And it's, uh, you always talking about the last uphill but uh, the first 16 kilometers are really tough also and it's uh, it's like that never going easy but that's not uh, really fast either so it's uh, I think it's kind of hard part of the race I always want to be up there and then we can go downhill and go fast <laughs> so um, yeah it's uh, it's harder than you you think 
And since the men started before uh, the women and while you were watching the race, was there anything that you kind of want to point out in the men's race uh, by the time they reached uh, the first sprint point in, in Canasay? That was also the time when Estienne Berg kind of reclaimed the, the title. But still, Anders Auckland was still there. I mean, he was sixth. He got some points. Yeah, it was uh, it's a big field, but it's on the other hand, it was uh, everyone in a row. So it's uh, you can be 30 seconds after. I think Kadin was one minute after for a while, and I think they they know that they can. It doesn't matter. You have to take it easy and uh, be a little bit back in the field, and it's going. Uh, in that snow, it can be a little bit easier to go with 20 skiers before you, so everyone takes it a bit easy. And uh, yeah, nothing really happens, I think. I think everyone's waiting for for the last uh, one and a half hours of the race. There were some minor breakaway attempts there uh, in the men's field. Uh, nothing major, nothing uh, decisive. But in the women's race, uh, they had to push kind of hard. They didn't really wait for, for anyone. And then really nice, good block that their team Ramudden skiers were able to were able to uh, cook up with. Yeah, I think Ramudden, they're do, doing a really, really good job for the races and having... Uh, yeah, really pushing hard and have a um, hard speed from the beginning and all the way. And they really show they are the strongest. They and Fleten are... It's not... Uh, Surprised they are on the podium because they are right now. They are the strongest skiers and uh, doing a really good good job out there. And I think we can do something a little bit different this time around uh, because we have Lena there uh, uh, on the line as well. And this time we're not calling her. Uh, and last weekend we called her and she uh, she was on the phone. But now Lena, you are there. You're joining us, correct? Yes, that's right. I'm here. Thank you. Yeah. All right. So tell us about the, uh, you know, the sprint. We just, uh, Britta and I, we talked about the the first sprint, uh, the Kanasei one. Uh, you, th th was that a tactic that you guys had in mind? That this is, we're going we're gonna to block, we're going to take home all the points? Uh, yeah, for sure. We want uh, a lot of points uh, for the first sprint. And uh, yeah, we, 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 we were up there and uh, I had Jenny beside me and uh, Ida behind me. So uh, it was perfect. And uh, I think, and I hope Jenny <laughs> took it. So I was number second or something. But uh, yeah, that was a, a, a tactic plan. So on the TV interviews, you mentioned you were a bit nervous uh, at that stage, you know, before you reached Kanasei. Uh, going kind of back to that, what were your feelings at that time when you uh, reached kind of say and turned around and the kind of the fast section of the core course started yeah and the days before you always have uh, a lot of plans in your head uh, how it will be and then you yeah i know it should uh, came snow tonight but it was a lot of snow i think when we wake up uh, in this morning and uh, and I get uh, real nervous because oh shit, <laughs> this uh, will be hard today because it's uh, it's hard to go away from the other girls when it's uh, like this uh, uh, snow in the tracks. So 
I think we had quite good pace up to the first sprint, uh, but I think it was also a lot of girls uh, in the bunch. So when we start to get uh, yeah down from the first sprint, it was a little bit, ah, oh, I think it's going to be tough today. <laughs> and how was it to be behind the men this time around? Because you started five minutes later. A little bit of an unusual setting. Yeah, uh, but I think it was uh, quite the same like the two last races because then we also have do done uh, our own races, the girls, and uh, I think this uh, I think this was a good test uh, uh, to do this after the guys, and uh, yeah, of course we we catch up uh, a little bit the uh, guys uh, who was in the back, but I think we have our own race today also, and I. Yeah, it's nice to see and show others that we also can do it by ourselves and do it good and do it tactic and do it fast. So this is actually a question that goes to both of you. Do you guys, both Britta and Lena, do you prefer this? Do you, do you think that this should be the case in the future as well? That there's always kind of a gap between men and women so that you can have your own race? Britta, go, please go first. Uh, I like when we're skiing and uh, try to ski with the men's, but I think it's better for our race to to start uh, five minutes after or half an hour before them because uh, it's more a tactical race in the women's field when we are skiing by ourselves. And then you, Lena? Yeah, I, uh, I agree with Britta. I think uh, this is the most fair uh, way to have a competition in because uh, of course it's good if you are strong and you can uh, hang on some men but I think it's also now we are more and more strong girls and I think it's uh, more and more interesting also both for us the girls in the, the competition and uh, also the, the guys who are watching the race I think this is the way we should go. So, Britta, since you went there racing uh, against Lena and the others, is there anything you want to ask Lena right now since she's there on the line? Yeah, it looked like it was a little bit different conditions during the way. Do you f feel that it's uh, the skis and uh, uh, it depends on where you were on the tracks? Yeah, it was a different condition of the tracks and... Uh, yeah, the va <laughs> our waxer told us uh, before the start that you... You gotta have a fast gear when it's a little bit uh, more warm and a little bit more, um, yeah, um, maybe longer down in the in the track. So after I think that was also um, part after the first sprint was because it was really cold snow up there. So the skis were a little bit slower, but it still was good. I mean, uh, it was good, but it was uh, getting better and better uh, down to Val de Fiemme. So once again, you had uh, very good skis. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a magic touch that your husband has, correct? <laughs> yeah, they do a hard work. They went up uh, two, two in the morning or in morning in the night and start testing them because uh, the snow have uh, uh, started falling down. So yeah, they do a hard work for us. So it snowed pretty heavily uh, throughout the night, and, but by the time you guys started, it wasn't showing that much, and then it kind of turned into a into a rain. 
correct. Uh, at, at least that was what I was able to to uh, see uh, watching the uh, the broadcast and commentating. Uh, I don't uh, saw any rain, but uh, maybe it was. <laughs> it was no snow and no rain. It was uh, clear condition when uh, uh, at the whole track. Good. And then after that, the kind of say, of course, the fast section started. Uh, then the bit of a climb uh, to Moena. Prita, was there anything when you're watching the uh, the races, both men and women, that you? want to point out there after Kanasei before reaching uh, the second sprint point, which was, of course, in Predazzo. It was looking like uh, Lina was going really hard for a while, and there was only six girls behind her. And uh, But then it looks like it was slowing down a little bit again. So it was uh, a little bit back and forward in, in the speed. Um, and in, in the men's was also, it's kind of, some people was trying to do a breakaway, but it was not really, not really working so well today. And I guess it was the, the conditions, the snow was not so easy to be in the front. Speaking of breakaways, Marcelonga is known for that. Quite often we see a lot of breakaways there, at least in a men's race. Uh, it's a kind of a perfect platform for a lot of skiers to kind of have their 15 minutes of flame and <laughs> 15 minutes of fame. Uh, but this time around, as you mentioned, conditions were probably a little too tough. There were some tiny attempts here and there, um, but the, those didn't really materialize. Lina, how was it really out there at that stage, uh, between Predazzo, uh, the Canase and Predazzo, was it pretty much the same as in, in the first part? Of, when did the course kind of start changing in terms of the weather and the Clyde? Uh, I will say it started changing when we come back to Soraga. Uh, yeah, Soraga and then Vienna was also the same, but we have a part between Predazzo and Val di Fiem. There was uh, dry snow again, so it was a little bit slower there. But uh, when we come to Val de Fiem, it was, uh, yeah, it was um, more warm and, uh, uh, yeah, the condition we have asked for, yeah. And then the second sprint, let's go there. Uh, an interesting one again, because uh, you guys, uh, Team Ramud, then were able to get the points again and a good tactical maneuver there and your male teammate uh max novak you know was also there fighting really uh, hard for the points uh it seemed that he he was a bit confused in terms of the the finish line because he thought he only f uh, crossed it and then realized that well actually it's a bit uh, farther down uh, ahead but he was able to be right behind uh stian berek so Britta, anything there uh in terms of Bredazzo? and of course the sprint point was a bit different from the one that we had in the past because it wasn't uh, in the town center. No, it was a little bit different. And it was a little special there with Novak and the, the goal in the half, half Marshalonga or mini Marshalonga. I don't know what you call it, but it's, uh, it has looked a little bit fun on the, on the TV, <laughs> what they were doing there. Indeed, and I was kind of wondering about those guys, you know, when I was commentating because I saw those different kind of bips until I realized that, well, actually, those guys are doing a 45k race, not the 70, 70 uh, uh, one, because they had different kind of bips. But some of them went really fast there. Yeah, they were in the elite group, so that was really good. Uh, and Lena, the second sprint for you guys, the same tactic, pretty much, correct? 
Yeah, it was. But, oh, and it was a little bit uh, new for for us because uh, when we should uh, go the tracks yesterday and watch the sprint, it was closed. So no of us have been there before. So <clears throat> yeah, we have uh, heard that we should be first uh, under the tunnel. Uh, so yeah, that was the tactic. Tactic, and we was uh, three in front under the tunnel. So then it was not so much more to do. And then, Pritta, after that point, after those two sprint points, after Predazzo, that's kind of when this race uh, really starts happening. And then, of course, you go through the uh, Tesero, the ski stadium, famous ski stadium, and then the last stretch and the, the final climb. Uh, anything there? Did you see any action there in men's or women's race that you kind of want to share with us? Yeah, I think in the men's race it was, uh, today it was a lot of uh, incidents and uh, it's uh, it's always, it's no fun to see and watch the, when it's happened and I think it was a little bit too much today and it broke, broken poles and uh, missing skis and uh, both Novak and Pedersen had some problems. So it's, uh, I think it's ruining their race a little bit there. Lena, probably for you guys, since you didn't have that many skiers around, you didn't face the same problem there. Was there a, a, a point that you were a little bit of a concern about the downhill, downhills? Mm, yeah, we was, uh, of course, we was <clears throat> not so many people in the bunk, so, but it's... <laughs> Uh, it's sad to her. They, I heard uh, that Max uh, was falling today also. But, you know, it's so much snow and it's just one track and everyone knows it's, um, yeah, you have to look after your position. So I think it's, uh, it's sad for the guys uh, that um, with all the, these uh, incidents. But uh, it was uh, no problem uh, with us girls today. I think Jenny maybe fall oh. after now when I'm thinking after after when we come back to the start because it was a little bit tricky when we go fast on the downhill to the start again. Yeah, how was it actually going down? Uh, you know, on the, on those downhill sections with the loose snow, uh, speed wasn't really that. Uh, high up, you know, like it could be in, in, in really fast conditions, but then you have so much uh, new snow there, so maybe the, it was tough to keep the balance, or how was it really? Yeah, I think it it was not the speed, it was the, the new snow, and it was a lot of snow, so you don't know when you should take a corner, if, it, uh, yeah, if it's good or if it's bad, if you can uh, stand on your legs, if you can keep the balance, but uh, yeah. No fall for me today, so I'm lucky. <laughs> then Pritta, after Tesero, that famous ski stadium, uh, the place for, uh, of course, the uh, the World Championships and the Tour de Ski. And after that, that's pretty much when the race really kicks, kicks off, uh, as there's only about 15k left and everybody's kind of looking for finding their spot before the long climb anything there? yeah everyone started to get a little bit tired there it's uh you have uh, we have been skiing for a long time and you don't have any sections that you really rest you have to work all the way and 
you can uh, you can see Lena was really strong when she she was going a little bit faster and others had problems to keep up with her. So and I think she she showed everyone there she will be really hard to beat today. And then uh, yes, you don't have uh, you don't think it's so so many kilometers to the to the last uphill and you know the last you you start thinking about the last hill and it's oh it's, you have to be there and you have to go fast the last uphill but it's only but when you have 10k's to the to the uphill it's uh, important to save energy and on the same time you have to be focused and uh, if someone goes really hard you have to go because it's not so easy to if it will be five, ten seconds, it's not so easy to catch up again. So, what kind of thoughts do you usually have there, uh, Britta, when you when you've done the race? About, as you said, about ten k before you reach the last climb, or is it just again you're so focused on it and you don't really think about anything? Are there any any doubts there at that stage? Yeah, I think it's always. <laughs> I always uh, have that, but it's, uh, I think it's. It's a hard 10k because it's going quite quite fast all the way and on the same time you know that the last uphill will be harder and uh, so you, you you really want to save the NGD but you and getting ready for the last uphill but you can never be sure you will be five or six in the last uphill it can change a lot and you never know what kind of conditions is down there it can uh, change a lot when you are um, when you're reaching the the last 5k is kind of sometimes it's kind of wet there and lena what were you thinking before the hell from tesero the stadium all the way to the uh, to the hell that section what kind of thoughts did you have in your mind mm, yeah i it's like Britta say, you never know uh, how the energy is. And But I felt really strong from the stadium. And um, when you have uh, went out for 2 and 30, up to 3 hours, it's uh, always starting to uh, happen things in your body. And But today it was, uh, for me, it was better the longer it was. So when we get the gap, me and Fleten and Ida, I just uh, yeah, think that we should uh, went for it. And uh, me and Ida did uh, a lot of job uh, down to Molina and then up to the, um, to the uphill. And uh, yeah, when we start the uphill, I feel felt that I have a good push in my arms still. So it was not so hard to do the uphill today, so I'm glad for that. Yeah, we'll talk about the Cascada Hill pretty soon. But Britta, in the men's race after Molina, that section, it was a bit interesting. We saw some action there, a lot of skiers. It, at that time, it looked like it's okay. There's quite a lot of skiers who have a chance. But then, for example, Yedalen, he was right up there. Peter Eliasen, the favorites. Uh, and Mathiesen uh, was yeah. there. Quite surprisingly, yeah, really good job of him. Uh, it's interesting because you you have like uh, Eliasen and Yadol, and you haven't seen them for the whole race, and then the last 5k they're up there <laughs> fighting. So it's really fun to see when the when the men take their positions because it's 
it's look kind of easy to go in front, but it's it's going fast, and you it's the same for them. They they really need that position, but it, it can only it, but it can cost too much. So it's uh, you have to yeah you have to save energy, but on the same time you have to be in front in uh, when you're going up for the last hill it's not so easy if you are not top 10 in the bottom of the hill it's it's not easy to win the race that's what kind of happened to Ermi Vokuev I was a little bit too far behind I did an amazing job on the hill yeah but he, he did a really strong uh, uphill but it's uh, I was interesting to see him if he was uh, like top 5 in the when they go into the the last hill and then, of course, Peter Eliasen did what was expected. He attacked right after the tunnel when the climb started. And he was strong, as always, but not as strong as we've seen him in the past. Anything you want to say about uh, those guys uh, when they when the real attack uh, materialized? No, I think it's he was going uh, hard, but it's, it's never looked like they are the top before there was going to break away from each other. I think it's, uh, they look strong all the way. I think Emil looked really strong the whole way and uh, Kadin looks also really strong. And of course, you know, Yadalan, it's always strong the last up till there. So it's, I think it's, um, yeah, I, I was waiting for the finish. And you probably knew that Emil, since he's your teammate, that Emil will be a, a truly a force to be reckoned with, as he has been so far. Um, going back to the, your summer trainings, way back then, did you kind of see or notice or realize that this season will be the one that Emil is certainly breaking through? Yep, Emil is a fantastic skier. He's, and he's... Uh, the kind of star that you you know he will be in top when it's a race but it's never that impressive in, in training he's, he's always good but the other guys in the team you have Anton Carlson and Holmberg and Marcus Johansson they're always uh, stronger or at least as strong as Emil so he has something special when it comes to a race and he's a um, really good tactical skier and I think it's he have he have that special thing that he can go so fast, but on the on the same time he can be really relaxed and save the energy. So I think it's uh, he's a fantastic skier, and so I would, think he will win a lot of more races in the future. Would you say that that he has the mentality of a true winner? He's yeah, a true course. fighter. Yeah, he was always before the races. He he always thinks the way he will win the race. He's not focused how strong the others are. So uh, he has something special when it comes to a race. And then Lena, the final climb. You mentioned that you felt pretty good when it started, but Emilia Fletten pushed really hard. How was it really? I mean, did you just to follow, was there like a tactical move or was, was there a point that you felt like, oh gosh, she's really going fast. Am I going to be able to, to survive? Or you were just confident that Oh, I let her do all the work. I have a good confidence up uh, to the whole uh, uphill today. I think uh, I think it was uh, quite nice when uh, Flitten uh, um, go in front, and I could just uh, 
take her, yeah, her, um, what do you say? Her, just watch her skis and focus on uh, on the finish line. And I knew I have a good sprint and uh, I just, I just want, um, went and uh, think about the sprint. Maybe, maybe. Yes, I did. And when, <laughs> and when you attacked, was that the point kind of a the sort of preconceived, uh, you know, point that this is where I'm going to attack or it just, just kind of happened? It was a little bit on instinct, but I had a plan that I wanted to wait as long as <clears throat> possible because, uh, yeah, I want to feel fresh on the sprint. But uh, it was a little bit an instinct, but I want, I knew I want to be first uh, when we come to the... Yeah, when we saw the finish line. And of course, it was a great day for your team once again. I mean, Emilia Fletten was there right behind you, but then Ida Dahl was uh, third. And Jenny, Jenny, uh, back back in, in a shape, back return to form, we could say. Uh, after talking to, to Jenny, what really happened to her last uh, uh, weekend? Or oh, was it just a bad day? Mm, yeah, like I say, uh, <laughs> one week ago, I say Jenny will be back, and uh, yeah, now she's back. I think she just had a, a bad day in Toblash, and uh, you cannot, uh, on, uh, every time you cannot uh, explain why. Uh, I mean, she wa was so strong at the training uh, the days before, and uh, sometimes it's uh, just what it is. You don't have the, the best uh, shape of the day, and... If you should be up there, you must have the, the best shape for the day. And now, Lena, you have a, a much longer victory under your belt. And uh, Britta and I, we talked about the, the Grand Classics, uh, three more races, and no one's ever won all four uh, within a year, within the same season. And that is, of course, a goal for you now. So realistically speaking, what do you think? What are your uh, uh, chances to win Jiserska, Paresatka, Vasa Lopet, and Birkebeiner, and to, uh, to get that prize money. Mm, yes, it's a, it's a, it will it will be a dream come true if I uh, if I will manage it. But I have a, I will take race by race as usually. I mean, I know what it takes to win Jiserska and Vasa Lopet also, and I will first of all focus on recovery and then Jiserska. And uh, Birken, I hope uh, someone uh, double pulling will uh, win this year. So, I mean, I have a chance, of course. I have a really good chance, but uh, it's uh, important that not to rush away. Take it step by step and uh, start with the assessment. Then, Britta, anything you want to ask Lena before we let her go? No, it's really fun to watch her skiing now. She's skiing with a lot of confidence and uh, she really inspired me to train hard today and uh, hopefully compete against her in the Serska. Selina, you better watch out. Britta's coming. Yeah, I know. She's strong when she's back and it was really good to talk to you and hear your, hear your voice, Britta. And I, I really hope you have a good recovery and you will be back to Serska. i really looking forward to it. It will be fun up there again. So have fun in Toblas. Thank you. Bye. After this, and after listening to uh, your dear rival, uh, Lena, 
And uh, what are kind of your thoughts in terms of, like, of course, the confidence, winning this race, upcoming races? Is there anything you can detect uh, that uh, anything you want to point out? Is there any difference in her kind of appearance? Yeah, not really, but I think she's skiing with a little bit more confidence. And uh, they they have really good skis and they are really good, all three of them. And I think that can be uh, hard for all of us others that there are three really good girls skiing together because it's not so easy to have a breakaway by your own and have three uh, Ramadan girls <laughs> chasing you. So it's uh, they, uh, it's really inspiring. I think it's really good they can do a, a new way of uh, watching the, the, the movements race with a new tactical uh, yeah, this is really fun, and I hope uh, me and Erling can do uh, do the same, and uh, Fleten and Astrid will do the same in the end of the season. So it's, I think, then it can be really, really interesting, and it's more like the the men's race. So before the season uh, started, did you imagine or even consider that Team Ramudden could be number one pro team at this stage? Yeah, I had uh, four skiers. <laughs> I think we'll will be really good this year and it was the three girls from Ramudan and it was Fleten. So I think I had uh, kind of right in that one. And uh, But of course it's so fantastic they're doing it every weekend. And uh, yeah, it's a really good job of them. And uh, I hope I can, um, I can be there and uh, make a little bit uh, harder, make it a little bit harder for them in the future. Of course, we all hope that. But uh, going back to the men's race uh, and the final climb, uh, we talked about uh, your teammate, Emil Parson, and his amazing sprint. But yeah, darling, he was strong again. I mean, he also had a bad day uh, in Toplach uh, last weekend, but uh, he was back, certainly yeah. back with vengeance. There's something special with Yadalen uh, and Mashalonga. He's, he's, he knows what to do to be in uh, in the top. This time, is, uh, Emil was better, but it's really impressive, again, to be on the podium in, in Masalonga. And then what do you want to say uh, er about Emil Vokuev? Not just uh, today's race, but the last weekend. Uh, he's really focusing on Bisma Ski Classics, and uh, it's good to have a Russian skier high up there fighting for, uh, for, you know, for the victory every single time. Yeah, I think it's really good. It's uh, really good. It's not uh, only Sweden and Norway. So uh, it was interesting. And I think everyone last weekend in Toblash, uh, I think the others, I uh, think they will take him in the finish. And But he was really strong. So it's uh, and today he was strong uphill. And um, yeah, it will be, uh, it's, I think it's good for, the, for Visma. And, and anything you want to say about Petr Eliasson's performance on that last climb? He's always strong, but this year he's not, so far, he's not that strong. He can go away from, break away from the others. So it's, I think that's a little bit hmm, confusing for him or frustrating because he's not the, the best in the finish. So if he... Uh, yeah, I don't know if he would do something different because he was he's strong and he's really strong if you're going hard all the way. So I think he did the right the right thing to do. 
today, but others were a little bit faster in the end. And also Oscar Cardin, he's been really yeah. strong this season. This definitely could be his year. He yeah, was up there as, uh, again today. Yeah, he's really strong, and I think he maybe he will be Emil's hardest, <laughs> hard, the hardest one for Emil to be today. But it's it looked like he was uh, doing some uh, trouble for himself in the end, so it's uh, a little bit uh, unlucky for him in the last five five hundred meters there. And of so course, he looked strong, so I think it's uh, he. Yeah, he. If he had done a little bit better, he would be able to beat Emil there. And of course, it would have been uh, interesting to see if Motnede Pedersen uh, could have been up there. Uh, he had a bit of a, not just a bit of a, but quite a lot of a, uh, you know, the, the accident and a mishap there. He broke his pole and uh, and uh, his binding and all that. And But he was able to climb up uh, and definitely come uh, the next race, he will be strong. Giselle Scaparasat suits him really well. He fe I feel really bad for him because he's, it was not so easy to be half uh, 30 seconds be behind uh, the field and the, the bounce and uh, going by himself. So I think he did a really good job today and he was, I think he was really strong. So yeah, he maybe will be one of the favorites in Giselle uh, and also your teammate Marcus Johansson. Uh, it's been a bit of a challenging uh, preseason for him. The fall once again, he was a bit injured and and had to kind of uh, re uh, uh, schedule his uh, trainings and so forth. Uh, but uh, it was a good performance. Yeah, it was really him. good, it was, and it was really really close. He was able to go with the first four there, so it's not. Yeah, a really good job and a really good race. It was not, it was, uh, the other were a little bit stronger in the last uphill, but I think this was, uh, I think it means a lot to him to be, to be up there. And uh, for the first two races, I was really disappointed after. So I hope we will be a little bit happy with this one and uh, feel more confidence in, for the, for the next races. And then what do you want to say about uh, Andreas Holmberg and Eivind Muenpjelt, two of your teammates as well? Yeah, and both them and Anton Carson, they did a really good job. They were, all of them were uh, high up in the field uh, before the, the hill. So they doing, they did a really good job, did their best and uh, helped Emil there. So it's, uh, yeah, it was a really good day for, for us in the team today. And it's, of course, good to see Anton Carlson back, the former sprint uh, king. And he had to s step aside, you know, for a year. So it must have been really tough to to, to return. He performed really well uh, in the early part of the season, kind of in the pre-races, the pre-season races. Uh, you've talked to him. You've seen him uh, uh, at your training camps. What do you think about his he's chances? Really, he's really, really strong. And uh, I think he... He have been the strongest one in the team during the fall, so I think it was uh, for him. It was really, really a relief that he reached top ten last last weekend, and I'm uh, pretty sure he will do do a, a great job during the the races in the in the end of the season. He will he will be up there for sure. 
So we talked about uh, the male skiers in your team, but what about uh, the female ones? Of course, you are returning soon, but uh, your teammate, Elin. Yeah, I think Elin uh, uh, didn't have her best day today. She was she was doing a job, good job and she was sixth, so it's really good. But it looked like on her skiing, she never really was in the front when they're going really fast. So I think it's, she's not so happy with the race, but uh, I know she she's really strong during training and uh, she will be, I think she will take her first podium this year. She's She was closed uh, last weekend, but uh, a little bit more behind this time, but she did a really, really nice uh, final climb. I think she had the fourth best time in the in the hill. So you really think think that she could reach the same level as the uh, team Ramutin Ramutin's girls? Yeah, I think she's uh, she's uh, on the same level as uh, not Lena. Maybe Lena's she, Lena is really strong and have a lot of experience. But I think Ida and Jenny and Elin is in the same level. They they will have hard fights against each other. One skier we haven't really talked that much about uh, today is Katarina Smutna. Uh, of course, she was your, really your dear rival way back and a few years ago when uh, uh, you and, and, and her went really like neck and neck. Uh, kind of like uh, after seeing, after racing against her at La Diagonela and then I was seeing these two races. What do you want to say about her you know, current shape and kind of, I don't know if you talk to her or if you know that what's going on with her, but she's not at her best at this stage. No, she's not looking uh, like she's that strong. But today it was really good in the, the first half of the race. So I was, I think it was really fun to see her. And I was thinking, oh, she, no, she's back. She's uh, She will be hard to beat in the end. But then something happens, and I don't know when she was far behind uh, when they're reaching the f the final climb. So um, yeah, I don't know really what's uh, how's the training year have been, and uh, I hope she will be will be back. I think me, Astrid, uh, Astrid and Smutna, we have to step up a little bit and uh, have the younger skiers behind us. <laughs> Yeah, Katarina Smutna was 11th today. A uh, couple other names I want to point out from the uh, top 10 list. Uh, the Russian uh, winter team skiers, Olga Tsareva and Anastasia Rugalina. Olga was 5th and Anastasia 10th. Uh, and of course, in Vokuev, Ermi Vokuev uh, in the men's race. Russians, once again, this team, they kind of broke through last season. And uh, of course, it's not a, that big of a surprise anymore that they are performing so well. Uh, when will be the day when we see uh, Russian ladies winning these Musky Classics races? Yeah, no. Before they have, they can be really strong. And uh, in Toblas last year, one of the girls were uh, third, I think. She was on the podium. Uh, and um, yeah, I think it's uh, previous year they have only been racing one race and then go go home and do another race this year it looks like they're doing uh, all the races and i think that uh, you have to do a lot of races in uh, visma before you you can be in the top i think so 
hopefully in the, the end of the season or to the next years they will be there and also and, Roxanne Lacroix. Yeah, I think it, Lacroix yeah. was really it's really fun to watch her today, and she she looked really really strong. So I don't know what happened in the end if she just got really tired, but she she looked really strong and she had the speed today. So I think she will be also one of the the girls who can be on the podium. Yeah, I think she uh, ran out of uh, uh, juice a little bit. She was eighth in the race, but I think she was the tenth fastest uh, uh, on the final climb. The two other Swedish uh, skiers I'm going to point out, Sofie Elebro from Team Barket partner Shushan and Maria Krefnings. Uh, Sofia was seventh, Maria Krefnings back in the game, ninth. Yeah, Anything you want to say about fun. those she's, two? Yeah, she's uh, a mom now, and I think it's really... All of us who came back after giving birth to a child, I think that's really impressive. And I know it's not always so easy. So it's, uh, it's nice to see her skiing again. And I think that was impressive of her. So it's, it's good. And Sophie, always, always a fighter. And uh, I hope, really hope she can reach the podium because she's, she's always doing, uh, yeah, she's always doing her best every race and uh, I'm really impressed of her that way. Now I think it's time to start wrapping up this special podcast, uh, Marcelonga recap. I'm going to go through uh, all the standings, the top three. Uh, so the champion men, Emil Parson from Lager 157 ski team is in the lead, but there's only 50 points between him and the uh, second one, uh, Oscar Kardin from Team Rekte Ayendom and Ermil Vokuev, Russian winter team, is only 70 points behind. And then followed by Yedalen, Eliasen and Peresen. And then uh, in the women's side of things, Lina Koskren is, of course, in the lead and 120 points ahead of Emilia Fletten, who is second, and Ida Dahl third, then Jenny Larsson, Elin Molin, Katarina Smutna, and so forth. And then moving on to the other categories, and of course, Bisma Alp Trophy men, Emil Parson, Oskar Kadin, Ermi Vokuev. Those are the leaders there, as are in the women's side, Lina Koskren, Emilia Fletten, Ida Dahl. Those are the Visma Alp Trophy competitions. And then moving on to the youth, youth men, Emil Parson in the lead, Max Novak second, uh, Johannes Eklöf third. There's a tight fight there. And then in the women's category, Ida Dahl, number one, Jenny Larsson second, and Anastasia Regalina from Russian winter team third. And then we move on to the uh, sprint competition. Now, Stian Berg from Team Gaffe Bruggeria was able to get the bib back from uh, Anders Auckland, who is still uh, third in this uh, competition. And in between Stian and Anders, Emil Parson is second. Max Novak fourth. So there's a really uh, tight fight there between these guys. And uh, in the women's competition we have Jenny Larson number one Lina Koskren and Ida Dahl so definitely a team Aramudens total domination there then the climb 
Ermil Vokuev, who was really strong today and the fastest climber uh, on Cascada Hill. Number one, Peter Elias in second. And then Emil Parson third. And in the women's climb competition, Lina Koskren is number one. Emilia Fletton second. And Ida Dahl number three. And the pro team... Team Ramudden, 600 points, 80 points ahead of Lager 157 ski team. Uh, Russian winter team, third. Team Rekte Ayendom, fourth. Team Kuteng, and sixth. Team Nordic athlete. So, uh, Britta, when you look at this, you uh, you guys are 70 points behind Team Ramudden. Do you think that you guys can beat? Your... Yeah, of course. I think we can have... Uh, it's a lot of races still in the... To compete, but uh, they're having a fantastic start, Ramudan, both on the women and the men's uh, race. So it's uh, yeah, it's really impressive. They are young and really strong. Indeed, they are. So for you, uh, Vasilop, it is definitely the uh, uh, big goal. Uh, you kind of mentioned that Jesus Kaparesatka could be in the pipeline. That's what you told Lena. Realistically speaking, is that something that you hope hoping for? thinking that you'll be back by yeah i hope so i hope i will be skiing next week here and uh, and compete uh, in the Sarska and uh, we'll see how strong i will be there but uh, for sure i hope i'll be back in vasalop at Birken. indeed thank you very much prit that was really nice to have you here uh, we try to get hold of amy the person but they are your teammates they are driving back home they're in a car and we can't get hold of them right now, but thank you for being here. Good luck, keep training, and I hope to see you again uh, in two weeks when Yiselska uh, Baresatka takes place, and then, of course, two weeks after that, Vasa Lopet and so forth. Uh, good luck and keep training hard. Thank you. This podcast is a W Sports Media production.